0: Welcome back to another episode of the First Corner Podcast. On today's show, Morris Hamilton joins us to discuss the events of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. What sort of precedent does this set for Formula One? Let's get into it.
1: Yeah, there was lots of things that to consider in the the whole thing, and um, for getting onto first of all the safety car, the um, lap back marker bit that you you referred to, you're absolutely right. It's his call as to whether he gets them to wave them through. But when when you decide to do that, you have to let them all through um, because that's what the rules say. And I mean, for example, if I was science and Ferrari, I'd be steaming because. They were compromised. Uh, he, 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 he should have actually been on Verstappen's tail and given Verstappen something to think about, which could have changed their dynamics a little bit. That's but true. Be, be, because Ricardo they, was
0: in between them, wasn't he?
1: He was. So, yeah. so, um, so they were compromising him. And it, it, that then pointed towards the fact, in my mind, that what Massey was trying to do, and it's commendable enough, is he didn't want the season to end the race stroke the season stroke the championship to end behind the safety, safety car. car which i understand that it's 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 def- it's a bit dull it's a bit limp it's oh yeah so i get the fact that he, he he wanted to keep them racing but it seems that his subconscious desire to do that led to these incredibly uh, almost rash decisions yeah. in that only let those that those five cars through to let Verstappen and Hamilton and bring the safety car in immediately which the yeah. rules don't allow
0: you there was say, it was rush you have to have a following lap isn't that it, it yeah.
1: correct yeah. which of course if he'd done that race was over so that's why he brought it in I understand that again it also points to the fact that he has been driven by and if, if I'm unchar- uncharitable I'll say driven by Netflix Driven yeah. by, by Fair Points Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And that's wrong. I mean, yes, yeah, sure, yeah. we want entertainment, and of course we want entertainment. But in a world championship where which is so vital, so important, to mess around like that was wrong. And yeah. and, and and he he made the wrong. Now in in his defense, I would say that I, I feel very sorry for him because it's not a job that anybody would want. And, you know, whereas Charlie Whiting had Herbie Blash there, it seems to me that um, Massey is quite on his own. He's, he's not, he hasn't got the help he ought to have. And he's busy worrying about safety, which is a priority, which is absolutely right. He's keeping his eye on all of that, saying that everybody's okay at the scene of Latifi's crash, the Marshals are all right, blah, 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 blah. Meantime, and this is the bit that I really don't like, he has Red Bull and Mercedes yakking in his, his ear. ear.
0: Yeah, shouting in his and, ear, exactly. That exactly. is wrong.
1: That is absolutely wrong. Yeah, it's, it, it, I have a it's friend, who you, you're, you're, you guys understand football more than me, but I have a friend who's into football, and he said that is like having an FA Cup final back in the day when, say, you had Manu playing Arsenal, and the ref's in the pitch running the game. He's got a headset on, and he's got, he's got Ferguson in one ear and Wenger in the other ear, yakking at him while he's trying to rule the game. That's yeah. wrong.
0: It's, it's it's fundamentally completely. not right. They, not. If if there's something they can learn, I think is that when it comes to sporting calls, they should only be allowed to communicate on safety grounds. Yep. You
1: Correct. know, they should yeah, only do that
0: rather than clarifying what's okay and what's not, and having the trying to have trying to lobby the the decision one way or the other. And whilst it makes for exciting TV and 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 all this kind of stuff, there's something very uncomfortable about it. Like there if, is. like it's not like those conversations may not have happened when Charlie Whiten was there. It's just that now they're aired on TV for everyone to hear. That is
1: exactly the point. Um, you know, we don't know what Charlie did or didn't do, and he he kept things. Up. He was much better at keeping things private, and um, whether the teams whinged at him or got onto him, yeah, we, we're not entirely sure. But he, he the, the thing I know with Charlie was that his say was absolutely final, and um, and and it's, it's the ref. It's in football. All right. So the fit- the footballers argue more than the rugby players do, but at the end of the day, the ref's decision, whether you like it or not, whether he's correct or not, his decision is final. Stop. That's it. Yeah. Over. And yeah. they, they don't. Say, you know, for for Red Bull, sorry, for Mercedes, to bring a lawyer, they brought a, a lawyer, barrister to, to, into,
0: into the, the stewards' room. Yeah. What? insane oh. like it's, it's absolutely insane what um, does that say about well, the sport you know what do you think? It, yeah well i tell you what i think about it is it just shows the size of the corporation behind mercedes that they'd bring a barrister in. you know that's very it, true you know it just shows it like it's it, it's a, it's a it's very much a corporate effort and, and obviously th- they've obviously got to a degree where they've been uncomfortable with some of the decisions particularly after brazil But whether the racing decision, whether it was the rear wing being damaged, etc. They obviously felt their backs were against the wall a little bit. And they felt maybe, okay, like it's not let's be it's not the first time stewards calls, you know, all year long have been like the stewards calls. And then there's Michael Massey. I think it's important to separate those two. So like you've got the stewards, you've got the stewards decisions like on lap one where they let Hamilton go. For me, he he should have given the place back. Absolutely. from my from my perspective, watching it, but one hundred percent. But great, it's great. it's 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 a weird one with the racing race racing wheel to wheel incidents. Um, there's the lobbying of Michael Massey, but Michael's like you know he gives the option of throwing it to the stewards and let the stewards decide, which is you know the normal custom thing to do. Like the last race in Jeddah, it was a bit uncomfortable listening to. I, I it was uncomfortable, but I could see Massey's logic in that, in the sense that look, uh, he had forced the other guy off track. A red flag immediately happened they're given the opportunity to give the other guy to start behind to try and nullify that. I could see what he's trying to do, but it's, it's no. um, for, for such a huge sport that's conducted by a book of regulations and a book of all mm-hmm. of that. It seems like there is since Massey kind of came in, there's, there's one thing I, I did notice about him. Let's say the Austrian Grand Prix or Styrian Grand Prix qualifying in 2020 when it was lash and rain and mm-hmm. One thing you will say about Charlie Whiting, I'm kind of I'm going on tangents, Morris. I, I'm very I'm terrible for tangents, so bear with me. <laughs> um, yeah, so 2020 qualifying there, and if that if had Charlie Whiting been running that, it's likely the session wouldn't have run. Like he mm-hmm. was very conservative in those changes, and Massey made a very sporting call to let the qualifying happen with the full wet tires. And it, it was a spectacular session. Now it was, you could say maybe a little dangerous to let the cars run in them conditions. It was marginal. Um, mm-hmm. With the spray hanging in the air and the car slowing down on quality laps, people called that a brave sort of sporting call. And people said it was the right call. And then throughout that, since then it's uh, the teams I think have been so used to working under Charlie Whiting and working with them in that way. And they, you could see like when they did have a few Stewards drivers briefings, there was a lot of trust in Charlie Whiting that the drivers all had and a huge amount of respect for him. Yep. With Michael Massey, there does seem to be a lack... W- would you call it a lack of respect because simply of the you-, you just have to listen to Lando Norris's reactions when he says, you know, oh well, you know, I'll only get a ten second penalty for brake testing someone. You know? Like I know. that's a, that's a pretty strong statement. And like for a young driver to come into F1 like that. And would they, would, would they ever say that about Charlie Whiting? No. I, probably not. No. You know, probably uh, not. You, respect is,
1: is the right word, I think, Kevin, because um, the thing about Charlie is that, uh, or was that he'd come through the ranks. Uh, he'd been there and done it. He'd been a mechanic with Brabham and then chief mechanic and then right the way through. And then Mosley pulled him into the FIA and, and he came up through the ranks. So he knew everybody. He knew everything. They knew him. They knew what he knew. Uh, you know, he was almost poacher term turned gamekeeper in, in some ways, and um, he knew what high drivers thought. So <laughs> yeah, the, they were not going to mess with him. Whereas with Massey, he's arrived poor guy. I mean, it's a poison chalice. Geez, who would want that job? But so he's arrived, and he's, he's he's very polite, and he's he's done a very very good. Tried to be fair. But you you feel that he's he doesn't have that ultimate bit of respect that Charlie Whiting had as the president, which I think is what you're saying, and I, I would agree with that. He's just it's not yep. quite there, and and it has to he has to be firmer, you know. He's I, I you going back to uh, Saudi Arabia and this um, almost bartering with Red Bull. I, I again I agree. I see what what you're saying, and I see what he was saying, but I don't think he should have done that. I think he should simply have said. My decision is this, bang. Yep. And that's it. And that's it. Done. Yep.
0: Yep. No discussion. It, should,
1: it, it sounded weak and limp.
0: It's true. It, and it, it does. It's, it's almost a, f- a lack of assertiveness. Yeah. And it's a lack of assertiveness in those calls. Like, I'll put it this way we talk about soccer, but if you look at rugby, like, whoever mm. talks back to the referee in rugby? Absolutely. Nobody. I know. And, like, but, and from a young age, that's what it's like in rugby. It's like you, it's ingrained into you. You are not allowed to spout back at the referee or you're off the pitch.
1: Exactly I mean, that's yeah. always impresses me when you when you watch an international and the refs wired up. Uh, I love that, and you hear him saying what he says, and they've got these big guys bearing down on him, and they don't say a word, and you think, My God, I'm sure they want to hit him, but they don't. And it's terrific. I mean, I really I think that's that's ter- exactly as it should be. It's respect. you've got to have respect for the Guy in the middle, you really have, and that's what I hate about. I'm sorry, uh, the, but if you're a football man, but I hate this about football where they're arguing and shouting at the ref.
0: Oh, not the ref, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. The, I mean, the, there's there's one picture that stands in my mind going way back. Um, oh, what's the, What's the Irish player who played for Man U? And he's Roy Keane. He's, Roy Keane, there's a picture of him shouting at the ref, and the veins in his head are standing out. I'll never forget <laughs> that picture. It's a horrible picture, yeah. I mean, it's dreadful and yeah. i just think no that's not right you it's know?
0: weird but with, so- with soccer though for me there's almost like it's 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 a pan- for me it's a pantomime sport soccer yeah. so it's like it's um all the drama is all, is all part of it all the passion is all part of that game and yes it's it's uh, people rolling over and falling at the first tip and making it look way more <laughs> dramatic than the than the foul was and you know, like you know, I I love tuning into like um, Champions League, and I love tuning in to watch, say, Lionel Messi or Ronaldo or mm. any of them guy, like the top guys. Like you know yourself, like any sport, you yeah. you love to see someone excel in what they do and watch that talent grow. And um, you know, managers getting kicked out every three months and all this sort of stuff. It's <laughs> it's it's like again, it's uh, look, soccer has been kind of going that way for a long time, and this mm. whole Super League, the whole Super League thing, it just shows it's all part of this massive public, uh. You know, it, it's a huge, it's a huge pantomime sport. And I definitely feel that there's that. Uh, you just have to look at the people online. You just have to look at Connor Moore, who was always doing the Premier League impressions, is now doing Formula One impressions. Yeah. yeah. And you just have to look at, you know, you say Max Verstappen's following the people who now watch Drive to Survive. There is a there's a new there's an audience there that F1 is trying to tap into. You can tell, and yep. when when you see like yesterday, I seen Paddy Power doing a fan denial on Mercedes, which is like that was a fan denial is like this thing where they they go through all these. Uh, it's like a little video clipping of all the people who are sad about the results, you know. And oh, right. and, okay. and they just it's it's basically making a mockery of. They they always do it usually on a Monday morning after the Premier League games. Uh-huh. And uh, but this time they did it with the Mercedes thing, and it's all the online reactions to give you know to give the impression that they're all like you know crying babies that their team lost. And, oh uh,
1: really? Is that right? Yeah, oh no. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's
0: insane when you watch it. And talking to I've talked to a lot of different people, and um, like Ben and Chris, I've talked to about it. And like Chris is another guy up in Carrickfergus I was telling you about. And uh-huh. again, like he he thought he thought that decision was outrageous. What he was doing, like going against his, you know by the letter of the book Massey's yeah. decision was against his own rules he threw out he threw out the rule book and made a sporting call so Correct. look i kind of wonder what precedent does that set for f1 do you do you throw out the rule book and make one guy you th- cannot you yeah. absolutely cannot
1: otherwise it's ca- it's anarchy and and, yeah. and this is this is where we need whoever the new president of the FIA is going to be we're waiting to hear now mohammed bin sayed or I, I, one pa- of those guys yeah uh, yeah part of the problem is also that when Jean Todd took charge and became president, I thought, well, good, because he's, you know, he's got racing background, he knows what it's all about, blah, blah, blah. We know his history. And he has been useless because, by his own admission, uh, Formula One takes 10% or did take 10% of his time. Well, I had an interview with him at the FIA headquarters in Paris, a lunch with him, and I brought that subject up, and he said it was 10% because he was more interested in road safety. And, and you can't argue with that because the FIA yeah. is world motoring. And I, I agree. So many thousands of people have been killed on the roads. He's focused on that, and he, he did a fantastic job on that. Um, um, but he was not interested. He let Formula One do its own thing.
0: Yeah, and you, it, it, that's and definitely get, true. Yeah.
1: And, and you get this then. So this is what's happened. So the new president, I hope, is going to come in and say, right, guys, that was a complete shit show we had in, in Abu Dhabi. We're not having that again. We're going to do this, this, and this. And I hope somebody takes charge and and says to Massey, you can't go, you can't go making the rules up. Damon Hill said, I thought his words were excellent. He said, we've got to this situation where the race director is uh, making up rules ad hoc, almost like, guess what I'm going to do next, guys? You know, it was a bit like that. And that's what it was. Because Mercedes had no idea, that not that it could have helped them, but they had no idea that that was coming, that last that last the safety car going in and going racing was was obviously you know it was just was terrible awful
0: yeah it was it was cruel on them um and again it was like, like if you think if you look at that decision you know if you took that to any other grand prix this year yeah more than likely if the race would have just either they would have got the racing going and not let the lap cars pass or they would have let the race finish under the safety car that yeah. like that's or, or, they're the two or things that would have happened in, in any other
1: did. race. Or one other thing, Kevin, which he, which he could have done and didn't do, and it would have solved all the problems. The red flag. Red, red flag it. Well, exact, exactly as they did in Azerbaijan. Uh, right. And then, and then they get on the grid. They can all change tires, which would have been bad news for Red Bull, but that's the way, uh, the, the rub of the green. And then let them go. And we have a two lap. My God, that would have been some race. It oh, would have been, bad.
0: yeah. But, like, the the thing with it is then, Morris, is that the red flag... Like, in Baku, there was a punctured car across a high-speed section of the strait. Yeah. Uh, there was debris scattered everywhere. Yeah. Um, didn't Karun Chandok ask Michael Massey the day before, when Nicholas Latifi crashed into the barrier, that uh, what would you do if someone went off there? And he said, apparently, it was a safety car. So it's like... Oh. From mm-hmm. a safety perspective, what was the right call? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're talking mm-hmm. about yep. decisions. What's make you know, uh, sporting de- decisions that procedures that they have for safety car to try and make it fair for the sport. And it's like, well, which one is driving which? It's kind of yeah. Is I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of wondering was mm-hmm. that okay? If 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 the safety car was the right call, um, yeah. From a sporting perspective, the right thing to do would have been to red flag it. But like, it doesn't mean just because they. It's it's weird. It's it's almost like they try to bend their own rule to allow that race to happen on that last lap, and that's clear. Like there's no question of, oh, of yeah. that that they went beyond their procedure there to do it.
1: Oh yeah. Um, and conversely, to follow up to that point, which is a good point, Kevin, if they if he had red flagged it for sure, Red Bull would have said, "Hang on a minute," and for the reasons you've just given, said, "No, no you can't do that. You're doing this to help Mercedes and to 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 give us this." finish with everybody's on the same time you know so yeah there would have been an argument from them wouldn't there
0: yeah on that basis yeah exactly like um the red like from a sporting perspective the red flag would have been the fairest thing um like like within their own rule book. What they could have done was not let the lap traffic overtake. And what like, let's hypothesize what would have happened in that last yep, lap. Yep. Would there have been a parting of the waves where every driver, <laughs> yep. but you'd still would have had that chase? Yeah, because at that stage, Hamilton, I think it was like four, three to four seconds a lap, and he was slower. Right. It would it probably wouldn't have been. I, I on, don't know.
1: Who knows? Because the other car, the back markers, for sure. God, would have been. They'd been driving up over the curb, I think, to get out of the way. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, I can you remind me? Were they in private battles themselves? Some of them um, were. Yeah. Some of yeah. them were. Like okay. I, I know for
0: I know for a sec for for a moment I do know that um I was just watching the the team radio reactions and I know Alonso I think was engaged in a battle and I'm not right. sure with who okay. and he was he was calling for lap traffic to be let go ahead and and let the race go so. Okay. There there would have been there might have been a couple of battles, all right. But mm. again, okay. I'm guessing maybe that's what Massey looked at. Maybe that's what he saw. You see, he might have thought. Yeah. I, I don't know. I also get the feeling that um the, the initial cuts co- the the stewards had said there was no investigation necessary, mm-hmm. and I do think almost with the with the pressure of that title fight on Michael Massey, I almost get the sense like you you could hear it straight away when when Hamilton went through at that first chicane everyone started screaming the stewards are a disgrace um you know like there's (laughs) Mm. there's no there's no denying right that there's Mm. a a fatigue from a group of people of hamilton having won the last how many championships you know there's that's there's definitely that level of fatigue and there was a huge level of expectation this weekend for to get the result that they wanted almost And, and i definitely feel that almost creeped into the race a bit and there's no question that that race was kind of a procession until that point, you know, it was like, even, even when, right. happened, when Verstappen came in for the fresh tires, he was only initially gained a bit of an advantage. And then yeah. eventually started to kind of go, all right. Um, right. Like there were, he was only gaining two, three tenths a lap at most. And he was closing, but it was never going to, it looked like it was all done over by the And I found it extremely ironic, the cause of all that. Um, for, for me, like I think what's done is done. It's important what they'll do next year and yeah. how they're going to police that. And is Massey sustainable in that job now? Much like in Real F1, we had technical issues. We had a brief dropout in conversation. Apologies. We rejoined the conversation approximately one minute later with Morris continuing the point.
1: That Netflix must love it. But, but, you, but, but you, can't, you can't let that be the determining factor. It's got to be ruled properly. And I think at the end of the day, it is what it is. We had that. We had the the finish. Max Verstappen won the race, won the world championship, and that is it. Uh, I mean, I hate this nonsense of um, it's not nonsense. That's 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 a silly word to to use. The the serious business of um, Mercedes now, because I don't know we we haven't had a decision from them whether they're actually going to appeal the. I don't know. It's still ongoing, is it? I haven't seen it. I think anything I morning.
0: think it's I think basically yeah, they have notified their intent to appeal it. And it's been radio right. silence. It's, it's been radio silence since. And yeah, it's well, it's, anyway. for, it's for but definitely, Morris, there's there's this line now where Formula One needs to kind of decide. Yeah. Is, it a, is it a pantomime show effort for the Netflix viewers exactly. or is it is it a sporting contest? And definitely the way the world is kind of going in terms of the way the the drive towards green energy the drive towards electric cars. There's there's this pressure almost on F1 to try and keep reinventing itself to to keep up with the times. And it, as, as a, as a sporting contest, it can sometimes, and also with the new budget caps involved, it feels harder and harder that it can adapt quickly. And it's the technology simply isn't there for racing. Like it's against racing's fundamental DNA. And, you know, there's, there's a whole other agenda at play there, too. But it's like, well, if there's this fantastic show going on, it's like the fact that the two teams were so closely matched together this year. Um, I think that's what's brought in almost all the, the anarchy and all that closeness that's going on. But how, how do you another season now where if, if this preseason kept up of making these kind of you know crazy sporting decisions, if you had a, say, 2020 season when you had the Mercedes guys dominating, you know, mm-hmm. where's your precedent there to say, oh well, these guys are way far ahead, screw them, let's just even it up a bit. And yeah. there's okay, within the regulations and with the people who make the regs, there's always that light touch that and I think uh no I, I found it also as well interesting that Ross Braun and Pat Simmons are not staying in their roles as like uh well they were they were given this job to commission the new regs and the new sporting regs, and I think you could sense it even in 2017, 2018, Morris. There's there's an element of um, little decisions being lobbied in to try and make the competitive order more even, and like, but mm-hmm. like, kind of underhanded and not really spoken about, you know?
1: It, it, I, yeah, there is something in that, Kevin. There's no question. I mean, I was surprised to read about Pat Simmons because he's going beginning of next year, isn't he? Which surprised me, considering that we're into this whole new technical side. I knew Ross Braun um, because, you know, he's what? He's, uh, he's what, 70-odd? It must be. Yeah, again. yeah, he's, um, he's been around he's, a long time. So And he'd been around a long time. And I know for a fact that he wanted to see through the arrival of the new cars. And, he wanted, and, and I, I knew he was definitely in until the end of 2022. And it didn't surprise me if he has said that that's going to be it because he's done more than I thought he was going to do. So, but Pat Simmons is surprised because he, the technical side is very, very important because of what we're about to see, um, which is a whole new story, which you've obviously discussed, Jim, Ben yeah. discussed, I'm sure, uh, about, you know, please, can these cars, whatever they look like, can they please go racing? Can they run in close company? That's what we've got to see. That's a whole new, a whole new story. So yeah, yeah. We're at, we're at, you're right. We're at a crossroads um, and it's, it's this business of, quote, the show, you know. Versus uh, a proper world class pinnacle uh, technical Working contest. Yeah. Yes. What, yeah. Where, where do you go? Where do you go?
0: Yeah, it's tricky, and I and it's weird. I think F one has always straddled that anyway. Um, there's there's that, I think that's always happened. Like if you look, you just have to look at the Bernie days, and you see that kind of uh, it maybe not at the forefront and on the TV. Like if back in the in the 90s when you know let's say 80s and 90s. Uh, your, your window into Formula One was you had a three-hour window of coverage at the beginning and at the end of the race with a couple of interviews. That was your three-hour window. And behind all that, it was almost like the puppet masters caught making, calling the shots with Max Mosley and Bernie Ecclestone. And, you know, Max always at for the forefront of safety in the FIA. But, you know, nobody, nobody questioned, like, Max sometimes would get involved in racing decisions. And if yeah, you yeah. look, funny enough, if you do go back to the, the, the 89 season with Prost and Senna, and that call to disqualify Senna, you know, it's... Um, uh-huh, well, that, it, was, it was the governing body going the other yeah, way yeah, then, wasn't yeah, it? Like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But that, that was Jean-Marie Balleste and that is a whole different ball. That's true. Jean, I mean,
0: Jean-Marie, Jean-Marie was a different man, different beast, uh, different uh, animal. that was,
1: was it a dictator? It was him. I mean, oh, no, <laughs> God. It was, it, was, it was embarrassing, you know? Absolutely embarrassing. I mean, he was wading in to stewards' meetings and stuff like that. You know, he was just... Oh, Dreadful! This yeah,
0: decision is my decision. Yeah, you I know, know.
1: <laughs> 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 it's unreal. And you look back on it now. Yeah. Um, at least Mosley, when he came in, he may have made decisions that people didn't like. But being a former barrister, the rule of law was everything to him. So that's very that, much so, it? wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, if he was around today, if he if he was there, if he was still president now, he would be coming down a ton of bricks on Massey. Because the rule of law is everything. Even if you don't like it, even if it's controversial, if it's in black and white in that rule book, that's what you go by. And that's interesting. What Massey, and that's what Massey didn't do. Mosley would have gone berserk. Would have gone absolutely mental do with you think? Massey. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. In fact, he probably would have fired That's
0: interesting. It? That's interesting. Because yeah. if you look at um, another, another championship decider, kind of um, Molly Coddling as I call it, if you go <laughs> back to the 99 championship, and then you've got... Remember the barge board fiasco that yeah, went yeah. in. Yes. The barge the barge board fiasco of um of Ferrari, <laughs> their barge boards were what? They were ten millimeters too wide or too long. But oh, something like that, yeah. But the way that regulation was interpreted, it was like it depended on how you looked at them was what made them longer or not. It was like if you were to place if you were to place your hands directly in front of your face, facing each other, and kind <laughs> of uh, angle them in or out, it would make them ten millimeters longer or ten millimeters shorter. So it was there was a, you know, that, because remember in, in 99, it was, it was at the second last race and there was yeah. a five week gap to the last race. And this decision, like to throw Ferrari out in 99, uh, it basically made Hakenham world champion, you know, right. through the letter of the law, it made Hakenham world champion. And basically <laughs> I think the, the FIA got a hold of this barge board. um I think even Ross Braun, I think in his book, Total Competition, I think he kind of slightly alludes to that as if to say, you know, um, did the FIA kind of actually advise Ferrari and say, well, if you look at it this way, hint, hint, there's your case. You exactly.
1: Know? They did. They did. And, and they, the, then they bring it to Paris and it was the way that it, the whole thing was bizarre. The way it was being measured in a, in a courtroom. I mean, it was just the whole, thing. <laughs> it was oh, exactly. exactly as you say, if you look at it from this angle, oh, that's that's fine. And if you look at it, it's like taking bathroom scales. You put them in one corner of the bathroom, you get on your one weight and you move them on the sloping floor to another side. It's a different weight. Oh, well, that's all right. I'll take that one because yeah. I'm less weight.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it, it, there you go. And, and I, I, I think if, when, when I look at the decision that happened there, like in the emotion of it, I was like, this is in my own head, my emotions were going, this isn't right. That was my emotion. And, mm-hmm. um, and look, it's still I know what he did was bend the rules. He, he, did bend, he did bend the rules, and it was a very, very sporting call. A sporting call, maybe not a regulatory call. Got yes. definitely went out, definitely bended the rules, not even bend them, just threw, threw the book out the window, yep. like, for the lack of a better term, just threw, threw the book out the window and said, right, lads, this is what we're doing. Um, so that was probably the first time I've ever seen Massey do something since that Austria wet qualifying, something so authoritative and say, right, this is what we're going for. And it, but again, as you say, it's it raises almost more questions and it doesn't, it raises more questions on how, um, championships are decided. And it's yeah. it's a controversial one, it's it's absolutely oh, it a controversial is. decision. I think,
1: I think, and the new president, whoever he may be, um, I, I, I don't think getting rid of Massey is the answer because, uh, who else do you get if you if you fire him or if you ask him, would you mind taking a long break and going off and gardening leave for a year or something like that? Um, you, 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 you cannot find because it's it's a job that nobody wants. So yep. I, I think they just need to just have a word with him and say because he's done a very, he's very very thorough and he you know he's extremely conscientious. So yeah. I think they need to have a quiet word with him and say we can't do this. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe maybe he was, you know, for all we know, somebody higher up might have been saying, "Come on, we, we, you've you've got to make this happen. You've got to make it into an exciting race." Maybe he was... Adv- who knows? Who knows?
0: Who, who knows? It's hard, it's hard to know. But one thing I kind of will t- talk about um, the stewards this year in general and, and you know, the way they'd approach a racing situation, you know, you just have to look at the train of Interlagos, Jeddah, Abu Dhabi to show that now, every racing scenario is ever so slightly different. But yep. the general principle can remain the same about forcing other drivers off track. And I, I definitely get the sense from the drivers this year is that they have to almost break the rule and see what happens yes and, and it's letting drivers kind of take chances like that and it's funny the drivers who grew up in the era like if you look at back to say 2007 2008 when hamilton came in you just have to look at the raikkonen decision at spa you know where yep. he um where he yep. he let raikkonen go at the bus stop chicane yep um he went off track but immediately retook yep. the position by diving up the inside, and Hamilton was given the twenty-five second penalty from then. And in that era, it was pretty, you know, and anyone who kind of went wide of the white line and was either stayed ahead or got in front, the the general principle was you penalised them. Yes. And with going off track, like. Balestra, Balestra used to, you know, he was so bizarre about going off track. He'd tell you to go back and drive backwards out of the escape road. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That it, it yeah. was that was that was always it was considered huge foul play to go outside the white lines and now it's um yeah, arguably it makes it more exciting, but it's a bit like if if you were to go back to soccer, right? It's like mm-hmm. saying, well, let's extend, you know, if, a, if, a foot, if two footballers are going for the ball and they go out beyond the corner flag and they're still fighting for the ball and then they come back in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. that's, That, that's that a, is the equivalent. You know, it's it, is,
1: it is. It is. And so the question is now that, OK, they know they can go over the white line, but how far? How far? We don't know. It's not in black and white, whereas the white line is there. And if you decide all four wheels are over it, that is it. Cut and dried. You know, you can't. That's you're not allowed. It's a no Something like it has to be absolutely clear. Whereas, if Brazil was a huge mistake, a huge mistake in my view to allow that to happen, because so how far is far off the course? You know, how far can you go when you're taking a shortcut to get back on track? How far can what can you do? Uh, it, it's it's too. It's like you say, they go to from one track to another, and the the drivers will look at the track to do their their track walk on the Thursday and think, well, now. This is interesting, this corner. I wonder if, can I get away with going right over there? If, if, if I claim up, was pushed out there, you know. Whereas, there's the white line. I know I can't cross that. Simple. You can see it. Yeah. Done.
0: Like, I, I, think, I think there's nothing, um, in terms of, like, I don't get me wrong, I like good hard racing. Not everyone does. I, yeah. I, I like, like, put it, put it this way, the move that Max did on lap one, up the inside Hamilton, like, for me... Yeah. He's kept the car within the four wheels, totally caught Hamilton by surprise, made a diagonal approach to the apex. And like Hamilton was left sitting there, you know, and it was, he he made a mug of him. And I was like, wow, great move. Then Hamilton was like, well, this is the precedent. I can just go straight on here. Exactly. And I can, and I can, and I can get to keep the place, you know, if I give back my lasting advantage, because he forced me off, you know? So there's this, um, racing is always like this kind of dance, isn't it? It's always this kind of, this dance between two drivers and, The, it's the push and the show of effort of it, and and lobbying the, the guy to make the call. But again, it was like, in my view, it was like there was no way he should have kept that place. The, the, no way. The move, way. No, no, the, no, no, move no. the move was more or less done. He was mugged. He was. It he was, was simply. It was a, it was know, a so.
1: perfect move. It was, and he was absolutely alongside. The corner was his. You know, it was not even a question of oh, his his front wheels are just ahead of uh, Hamilton's rear wheels. He was right there, alongside at the apex. Job done, and. Kept the car within the track limits. That was the key. Kept it in. Job done. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah just I thought, what are they doing? This is, this is going to be trouble here. Yeah, but, yeah. And then we heard that. Then they start the complaints start, don't they? You know. Oh, that's the so, thing. If- I, I really just yeah. You, knew John and Weekly, was going to come on immediately, and of course, sure enough, he did. But one bit, getting back to this business of the um, the team's been allowed to complain was when. Toto Wolff came on dur- during the, the, the virtual safety car period and, sa- and saying to Massey, please, let's not have a safety car, please. I mean, yeah,
0: what? Like that's not right. That, that's that, totally not right. That was you
1: know. outrageous. That was yeah. absolutely outrageous. I mean, that was. if I was Massey, I'd be grossly insulted by that, by th- assuming that I don't know what I'm doing and I need to be. For t- God's sake, that, that was shocking.
0: If it was an emotional decision that Massey made on the last lap, maybe that was part of it. Well, it <laughs> you could, be, could, it be, could yeah. be that he was like, "Right, uh, I'm sick of uh, you." You know? Yeah, exactly. I'll
1: show you. I'll show you what I can do. Yeah. yeah. I, well, you. Know. <laughs> who knows, Kevin?
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Like, honestly, you don't know. Like, um, it's 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 a very very tough job to be race director. There's no question of that. Oh and no. Yeah. I, I think weed to weed scenarios. I think by right, uh, it should always go to stewards one way or the other and let the stewards yeah. decide and take that out of mike, michael's kind of hands yes. mike michael probably gives them a few guidelines to follow and say these yeah. are rules of thumb and these are rules of principle that's your right. rule set for the weekend because in interlagos supposedly somebody had said that were, it, there was an element of let them race approach kicked in in mm-hmm. interlagos and that's what allowed that to happen and mm-hmm. then Jeddah, it just spilled over didn't it you know yeah. it just spilled over a little bit as it
1: will, as it will. Yeah, I, I'm all for racing, like you like you. I'm all for wheel to will. let them race and, and let's not have too much um, administrative rules to, to apply. But when you allow exactly what happened, when you when you allow Interlagos, you're then gonna get that incident that you saw in Saudi Arabia. It's just gonna happen.
0: That's all for this episode and thank you for listening. A very special thanks to Morris for joining us. He rejoins us next time for a very special episode on the life of Murray Walker, don't miss it.